Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 121, and today we are reviewing Crimes of the Future. Pew, pew, pew. A little late on this one, but this week was dead as fuck was for dog releases. Shit. I don't know if you guys are interested in seeing Beast, but not me. No. So we wanted to cover this because uh, we were interested in seeing it previously didn't catch up with it so here we are how are you guys doing oh just swell fantastic well actually i did have a question so you're a big i don't know if travis did you watch game of thrones oh hey guys yeah i'm on this show too oh yeah he's on the episode <laughs> oh hey oh, travis yeah. is on the well, show we just recorded our, pre- <laughs> so our, our Kubrick to, premium to and introduce him <laughs> he was there the whole time so Travis? <laughs> what? Wait, where did you get here? Where'd that voice come from? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I am here. A little peek behind the curtain. I uh, decided to join these jabronis after the Cubic Premium to do the <laughs> episode. So, here I am. Daddy's home. <laughs> so, have you seen Game of Thrones? Did you like it? I have seen all of Game of Thrones. I liked the first four couple seasons, seasons yeah. and then it got bad. Yeah, why are you talking on topic? Are you just? It is on topic. It's a question because tonight, tonight, yeah, the House of Dragons is the mm-hmm. premiere of House of Dragons. I was, is anybody watching? I'm excited for it actually. Alyssa's seen it, so she wants to watch it she together. Seen? She's seen no Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. Oh, okay. so she wants to watch House of Dragons. Together. Yeah, so I'm gonna wait. Probably I'll watch it Tuesday or Wednesday with her. Yeah, because it's on tonight at nine or something. Yeah. Uh, I watched a season or two of Game of Thrones. I did like it. Just stopped watching it for whatever reason. Uh, got busy living my life and um, haven't revisited it since. And so I don't care about cast of kings or dragons or whatever it's called. House of Dragons. House of Dragons. <laughs> House of Cards. Cast of Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched Game of Thrones, nor do I want to. So, well. I'm actually kind of excited. I didn't think season eight was. I there was everything eight, eight seasons. Yeah. Why did I think there was? Not and that I watched many? it since episode two, so I was actually on track since episode two. So yeah, you watch it every years. week. I got to yeah. binge it, so I, I was like catching up with it when the final season was airing. Yeah, so. I watched it from season. What's from your guys' two, season one rating for the series? It took a huge mm. fall. So. Seven, yeah, eight, eight. eight, yeah, something like that. Yeah, seven or eight. The Whoa. first four seasons are peak fiction. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally not the best TV show. One of the it was would have been it could have been, but it fell off. Season five through eight were that bad. Well, it's because the first four seasons were directly right. based on the book, and then he never finished the book. So after that, he told them what was going to happen, and they kind of like went from there. Yeah. So. Like literally season one, I read the first two books, three books. Yeah, I remember you saying and that. And like, they, they, it was like page for page, literally page for page from the book. And it was insane because I've never seen that level of like detail. And the books are great. But then after that, it fell, it became more of a typical type. Oh, yeah. Predictable he HBO. show. He, now he has the, he has the capability to say, okay, this was my idea. Here's a test for it. Everybody hated it. Now he can now write he can a different ending. It. Yeah, he did fuck them over. And force people to buy the books to get the real story. <laughs> yeah, which, well, does he even care about finishing? He's I have rich no idea. as fuck now. I so don't know. Probably not. 
I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Like he basically quit writing because he started making so much money. Yeah, I mean, like, he is a I'm writer just for shows. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm. I didn't think season eight was as bad as people thought it was. I do think it was rushed and everything, but just what they built up. I don't know if they could have ever matched what was built up for it. So more excited, House of Dragons or Ring of Power? Ring of Power. Rings of Power. Yeah, Rings of it's power. not even close yeah. how much more excited. Because Lord of the Rings is my favorite movies ever. Yeah, I'm stoked. Travis, did you ever um, complete that rewatch <laughs> of the trilogy over there? <laughs> it's been, what, not. three months since I you watched not. Fellowship? No, it's been maybe one or two. Relax. Well, you guys those are meant to be watched back to back in one day. Yeah, you're supposed to watch all the extended versions back to back in one day. Sitting. Order three DoorDash meals. <laughs> I fucked That's up. It's done, baby. And yeah, who knows when I'll fucking get time to watch these fucking movies? So many, so much other homework, so much other shit to do in my life. Than to watch the best trilogy all right. of all time. Yeah, it just didn't. It just. That's how much it grabbed you was it was you know, uh about three months ago. Wow, time flies. <laughs> it was one or two. Oh, it's been He's six. like, I just watched that last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Time flies. Well, you know, I had to watch Crimes of the Future, all these fucking Kubrick movies. I got my own podcast to do. What do you want from me? You had to. You wanted to. Come on. Yeah, it's your boy. Real. It's on contract. <laughs> it's your boy. Yeah, it's in the contract that you signed. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Who's you do this boy? for nothing. Who, hey, who's my boy? Cronenberg. Cronenberg. No, 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 no. Who, who made him my boy? You did. By ben. gushing Yeah, you, you declared him. I did not. <laughs> I got you him. I love The Fly. I was going to say The Fly <laughs> the is fly, your favorite yeah. movie of all time, I think. But, no. <laughs> Digressing. Rings of Power does. Uh, that comes out this year, too. September 16th. Yeah. Yeah, soon. Soon. My God. The most we might as well watch me- the trilogy again, just yeah, in case. I might. might I, well. Why not? I watch it like every That'll year. That'll probably be a TV show that we actually do. A, I watch the theatrical ones. I mean, it is the most expensive thing ever made, right? A billion dollars yeah. mm-hmm. for the show. Like the original trilogy doesn't even come close. I think the first episode alone was like four hundred million or something crazy. Just wow. Yeah, I mean, I Wait, saw like what? a lot of the. It was insane, like the first episode, how much money they put. I mean, in, I saw a lot of the. Did you say four hundred million though. There's yeah, no way. Yeah, something crazy like that. Maybe the first. That's season. more Maybe than like no all the Marvel movies, though. Yeah, that, one episode. That seems. <laughs> the first episode's ten hours, just so you know. <laughs> I hope. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it. Nothing. No show has ever come close to this expense. Oh. Uh, and no, no movie's been this expensive. Nope. And from what I've seen of like the cast, like the screenshots and I mean the shots that I've seen of it and the trailer, it looks expensive. Oh, this one I it's the first season yeah. alone was four hundred sixty-two million. That's I insane. thought it was a billion. Well, the the entire that's what they put into it, the budget so far. Oh, okay. yeah, that's paying like, but now every, that's yeah. like advertising everything. Not yeah, just. it's predicted to pass a staggering one billion. That's insane. Okay, insane. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so each episode is fifty-eight million. Oh my god! The two uh, the two movies I went to see in theaters recently. Uh, before both of them, there was commercials or trailers for Ring of Power, which is mm-hmm. kind of rare because most TV shows don't like have theatrical trailers. But well, isn't that because Amazon bought MGM probably? 
Maybe. I don't know. But oh, you're saying that they're advertising in theaters because yeah, of that? Because yeah, because of that. Let's say the movies you I've seen a lot of, I've seen movies. some Amazon trailers in theaters mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, could be. Regal Cinemas just filed for bankruptcy. Second biggest. Wait, just nice. What does that mean for my Regal Unlimited membership? <laughs> it means you're going to have to go back to AMC A-list. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they just filed. I just saw that the other day. Is this as recent as uh, Leon Vitale dying? Yeah, <laughs> pretty new. I saw it like this past week or newer. Well, I went to the theater on Friday and no signs of bankruptcy, so we're good. Well, the one in Lansing is not doing well. That's in the Lansing Mall, which is also dead. True. Okay. Let's uh, move on to our featured beer then. Two days ago, they announced it. Cool. Damn. <laughs> Shit. I'll pull it out here. Josh, do you have it pulled up? I will. It's called. Travis, beer are you aware of this? We got a good one. No. Yeah. Get hyped. Get hyped. This is the so, this is new so you. You have to have a beer in your collection that's gonna can be similar at least. He might have a skew of this. Yeah. Um do you have any Drecker beers? Not on hand. Do you okay, guys well, have Drecker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not even fair. And, I'm just gonna drink a stupid <laughs> rainier. <laughs> a reindeer. Mango lemon There's a lot of sp- yeah. skews of this. You have to be very specific. Can you scan the like okay, the, cool. Piece? So I did find so it's super liquor. We've dissed on it a couple times on the show, but surprisingly, they had like four different Drecker beers there that I didn't even know they carried. So I saw it, um, and I had to scoop, Huge. had to swoop it up. Huge. Huge revelation. Yep, and actually, so we're we're talking about a beer fest last episode that Drecker's going to be at. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, it'll be perfect. So anyway. Travis called it the EDC of Beer Fests. <laughs> the EDC of Beer Fests? Yeah, the lineup is sick. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Well, um, so the beer that I got is I Brains with a lot of A's. And it's the Mango Lemon Lime I version. I literally can't find it. I just type in Brains and Mango Lemon. Just type, type in, in Mango, mango Lemon, lemon Lime, lime then Brains. Or Drecker. <laughs> yeah. You got um, the right so, amount of A's. In your yeah, are you one, here? two, three, four, five, six, eight A's. Um, okay, I found it. Uh, yep. So brains, mango, lemon, lime. Uh, it is a double fruit smoothie sour. Um, sitting at six percent. Um, and the description reads: We loaded this summer crusher up with mango, lemon, and lime, and then hit it <laughs> with uh, yeah. <laughs> they hit it with our double secret smoothie treatment of sea salt, lactose, and vanilla beans. And it's just as refreshing and delicious as you're imagining it right now. Um, on the can, it does have the malt, hops, and everything. So I'll read those out real quick. Malt used is pale two-row wheat and carafoam. Hops are Magnum and Hallerta Blanc. Um, flora. Uh, I think that's Bacteria. like yeast. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the bacillus culture in house ale yeast. yeast I mean, yeah. Gimmicks Bacteria. is their next section called. Um, and it's mango, more mango, lemon, more lemon, lime, more <laughs> lime, sea salt, lactose, and vanilla beans. 
that saying attention contains a significant amount of fruit. So please keep cold at all times. Oh, Separation is, is normal and give it a gentle roll or two before opening. Yeah. Huge, huge beer huge, for us. Absolutely huge. So yep. I'm excited for that. And then how's okay. your Rainier? Excited <laughs> for this? Yeah. I don't we think we've ever had a Drecker beer featured. Um, no, because we only tr- only tried a couple in Seattle. but Yeah, huge, huge development here in Jackson, so. We have Drecker. Let's try it. I also bartended a wedding last night that only had cans, and my fingertips are fucking raw. (laughs) Smells great. Lime and sea salt. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Tart. (laughs) That's very good. Oh, good. Very limey. Mm -hmm. Yum. So, summer crusher, yeah. crushability. Summer crushability. What is it? Five. Any smoothie beer. If it's a good smoothie, I don't know because they. Well, we talked about the repetitive really nature sweet, of yeah. drinking them. Like, can you can you drink three of these? Smooth smoothie beers. I don't know. I don't I, think I've ever tried though. I've never tried either because they're usually okay. like they're more expensive, expensive and, and they're one and, yeah. and they're one and done. So I'll give it I'll give it a four until I've had multiple in a row. Well, yeah. they're really good, but like. Drinking, I feel like they're so rich. That much and sweet. Of, yeah, yeah, it's too sweet and they cost too much and they don't have high enough ABV to like want to the lactose yeah. in them, too. This is a $20 four pack, yeah. By the way, yeah. I'm gonna give this a for crushability, uh, three for now, three and a half. I'll give Actually, it a three that, and a half. That's not too bad of a price, though, Josh. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I've seen, I've paid like $12 for one can of Trekker before, so. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they had like, I want to say they had at least four four different beers from them, so. Might have to just keep, yeah, the, keep to. the Trekker train while they have it. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This, we uh, want to encourage them to get more of it, right? I know multiple people that work there, so I can, I have a poll, I'd like to say. I would say lemon and lime is usually like not my favorite or first choice when coming or like picking flavor combinations, but. I think any Drecker is probably better than like the majority of like, well, especially their smoothie beers, probably better than most like regular like Sours or other breweries who attempt smoothie beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, you get everything in <clears throat> it. I feel like this is like such their, like it's a staple of them now. Like it's part of their, their whole brewery's personality is like this, mm-hmm. you know, especially brains with so many skews of it. Like, yeah, there's a fuck. They've time. kind of perfected the, the smoothie beer. Yeah, and their their concoction apparently. The yeah. sea salt, lactose, and vanilla bean. The secret sauce. The secret sauce. See, this one doesn't like taste too thick either. Like I remember raining marshmallows tasting very thick. Is that that wasn't Drecker though? That no, was that uh, was nine oh three. Yeah. But this is like a much thinner liquid, but you still get like the it still has that, that like flavor. a thicker consistency, but it's not like too drinking thick. a smoothie. Yeah. Like, like those ones are like drinking a smoothie. Like yeah. um, confl- uh, what's the one from Great Notions? Great Notion, Confluction. Ask the Great Notion for What's it called? Mellifluous. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's like literally Bolthouse Farms smoothie. <laughs> fucking Bolthouse. <laughs> Bolthouse yeah. Farms. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, gotta get that super green. What's like I called? feel like if you pour this into a glass, I don't think it coat the sides like a normal smoothie beer would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, though. really good. <clears throat> Crushable than other smoothies, I'd say. Mm, 
I don't know because I drink those so quickly when I get a chance to. Jacob, have them. you drink every beer so quickly. Like that's <laughs> you don't draw like the line. I like the citrus smoothie. notes in it, but it's like almost a little too like lemon and lime is like that's a it's a classic combination. But just I, I feel know. like I taste both too. I, I do, do taste, taste both, both, but I'm just saying like in terms of like I flavor lime. compared to <laughs> other smoothie beers that we. I had. don't taste mango very much though. Oh, it's right in the honest. beginning. Really? I guess this one. Okay, so like if you're talking about smoothie beers too. <clears throat> Where like the raining marshmallows and like the chonk that I had in Seattle, those are like very dessert beers. Like this, I don't feel like is as desserty. It's like fruity and like yeah. So I is that, um, that? It's a bit more crushed one though. Those are like yeah, heavy. Yeah. What's the one yeah. that? So Travis did get us one when we went there, and there was like a graham cracker, yeah. like chocolate. One that he had gotten us. Um, while while you guys were at the wedding already, we were like at the house, uh-huh. and. It was like so sweet. Jake and I were like, lot. oh my we're God. Like, that was a sipper. Yeah. Was it the one from Great Notion? <laughs> yeah. I think it was, yeah. And yeah, it was, um, it had like a yellowish fl- color to it, right? Yeah. Did you pour it out or no? Well, no, no, uh, we, you could see it on, on the rim, like when you drank it. You could kind of see yeah. the color. I'm drawing a blank. I probably checked it in. I'm like, sure we so. checked it in. It's a unique check in. I'm sure we checked it. Well, I don't always do it when I'm when the beers are flowing. <laughs> Boy, were they flowing? Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, that one wasn't one of my favorites, but the flavor combination was interesting. That was the main reason yeah, why I got it. Was it was definitely and chocolate something. This I one has like. lactose in it and vanilla. And I had a smoothie beer yesterday that had that, and it was so much worse. Cause it, I feel like it's hard to balance vanilla and lactose also. And these lactose, I guess fits better with this, but vanilla is such a strong flavor that I feel like now I've had two different ones that had vanilla in it. That just the vanilla way overpowered the fruit. And I don't feel like that's happening here. I feel like I taste the lemon lime way over the vanilla and the vanilla is just there to add like a sweetness and like ice cream like ness to it versus Yesterday was supposed to be pineapple vanilla, and all I taste was vanilla with a hint, a hint of the vi- pineapple. Yeah, see, I think the vanilla just like goes like well with these. It makes smoothie it like beers, an ice cream. But like, yeah. if they wanted it to be an actual flavor note, like I think it would be, you know, it would say mango, lemon, lime, vanilla. But it says like the the fruits that it's accenting are like very present and noticeable, and yeah, the vanilla just goes well with the smoothie style. Uh, style. Yeah. Damn it. We didn't check Looking it for in. It? And Jacob or, J- Jacob or I didn't either. Neither <laughs> yes. You know. Oh, no. There's a reason I didn't check it in, though. You I have a drink rule. four ounces? Yeah, I don't check in unless it's mine. Unless I drank at least most of it. If we split it, I would not check it in. So that's on you. I've had that rule forever. Dumb rule. If somebody gives, what are you take, fucking moron? If somebody tastes a beer and gives on, it to me, check in. I'll check it in. If I just try it, I don't check it in. Or if I share it, I don't check it. Yeah, in. if I have one sip of someone's beer, I typically I can't won't. check that. Right. In. But like, yeah. if Chelsea and I share something, then and I have like half of it, I'll I'll check it in. Jacob, right. if we bought a beer, it was fifty-two dollars for a sixteen ounce. Because this is like top shelf. This is like some unique 
super rare this beer. Is tactical and we had to split it. And we had to split it with me, you, Josh, and Travis. Checking it in. You wouldn't be able to check it in. So most of it, it wasn't normally. Yours. No. What about our bombers on our premiums? So bombers are a bit different though, because they're meant to be poured out into glasses. We just we split two pints of the beer that I, we just checked in. One of I, these beers, one of these cans, we're gonna have to split three ways. And that would only be breaking my rule because of the show. Jacob, skeleton <laughs> I mean skeleton king. There was only so two. I do have one caveat where I break it, and that's uh Flights. I do allow myself that because flights are meant to be. So like let that. me pour a fucking beer into a four ounce glass and call it a flight, and you can check it in. That's why I originally I think we talked about the four ounce rule because a flights four ounce. There is a check in. It says taster. Yeah, which is why I'll it's do it on, for it's, that. It's canon. Which is why I allow <laughs> flights. But normally on my own, I don't feel unless I drink the majority of it that I can check it in. You use Untapped to tr- what to hero. track your beers. You know, I see feel what like you off like. A sip. That's or, the whole point, you dope. <laughs> like a little bit, like some sips of a beer, like trying somebody else's. Then, like, I don't have enough to, because sometimes as they warm up, as you drink further, you're like, oh, you get a better taste for it. So then my taste would change than if I just take that first sip and rate it. Yeah, that's fair. But if you have like a dedicated four ounces or so, then. Yeah, then that's fair. Yeah, then Jacob, I would What if we, you and I get. You, me, and Kyle get three flights apiece. <laughs> You're only checking in your flight. Yeah. Interesting. Unless probably, you, yeah, like, I would probably do the uh, same. Unless I, yeah. unless, unless I like have you like guys try yours and don't like it, and one? you hand me it. Yeah. yeah. What if Kyle and I split, uh, like we split a snifter at Bad Brewing, for instance? If you split one, then that's that. That's fair. I mean, I split yeah, tasters with like Chelsea all the it, time, yeah. and. I rate those. You split tasters like half of a flight glass. Yeah. Yeah. And you, count you check that. it in. And I'll rate it. Yeah. But if yeah. if yeah. like Boom. I literally just have one drink of someone's beer, then I won't check it in. Right. But, but if, if you're I, going to put a flight, you're you're that's the the point of a flight is to juice the numbers. Exactly. But yeah, he's right. doing like half of a flight. So half of a four ounce. He'd be drinking like two to three ounces max. Yeah. Mine is thing. normally I have to drink like the whole whole thing of a flight. Right. But if somebody takes a couple sits, they're like, oh, I hate this and gives it to me and I drink the rest of that one, I'll count that. I mean, I would like, yeah, I don't really have set rules like you do, but if we were like doing a brewery tour in Grand Rapids, hundreds of breweries go yeah. to, you're not going to make it through the day if you get, if you drink fucking also, four ounce flights Winter all Beer day. Fest, you're, you're only getting two ounce pours. Yeah, we're going to, t- we're going to get tons yeah, of unique check at Beer Fest. Whole fl- am I drinking yeah, that whole two ounce pours there? I think uh, some of them are two well, ounce because they're like super rare. Team. I don't know if I told you, Travis, but they get you get unlimited drinks there. Yeah, like you buy one. your ticket and it's unlimited. I probably won't check in. On <laughs> so I'm going to be drinking bar. gallons of Drecker. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to sit in front of Drecker. I probably tent. will not count it if I only take two ounce pour. So you would have to get two. Yeah, tasters. if I had two of them, then I would check it in. Get real, because one that's not enough for me to make a decision. It's not yeah, that but, serious, though. Yeah. It is for me. It's like watching a movie. <laughs> Jacob is such okay, a fucking well-tapped purist. I will, I will say now it matters less just because Dude. I'm I've way past that thousand mark. So it's just kind of like I earned that first thousand. Now it's like, fuck it. At this point, the number Untapped to me is like a stamp collection. You're literally just like trying to rack up as many as you can. Not you know? me. I was using it as like a because I, I actually wanted to like 
try good beers. And then if I want to try a good beer again, I want to know what my actual rating for that beer was if I have like no other choice. Yeah, but, but that rating should be sufficient is what I'm saying. Like, it's like a, a rating good, of a two ounces would be a good would be a good pilot to for you to try it again or not. Right. Yeah. Or just to acknowledge that you've had it because that that yeah. is big yeah. for me is just knowing that I've have tried I had this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, mine exactly. was like, did I like this and would I want it again? Like yeah. if I'm at a bar beer bar, which happens more and more now, and I'm like, I've had everything on this menu, then I'm gonna look at my untapped. See if you were like, really okay, this was the best. No, 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 no. no. Take if it. you were really an untapped purist, you would make very specific detailed notes in there. Put the put. I make sure you put the pink, make I sure know. you put the right glass every time, so that way you could put I taster. To, I you could do, put, do that. You could put taster. <laughs> you could put this was a two ounce pour. Uh, you could rate it, and then you could say I do. Would want to come back? Would not want to come back every time. And well, I take a picture yeah, good. every time. And I used to take a picture every time. I yeah, I take a picture much, every time. Still. And I did used to rate, like, actually leave a review. But you could specify in your notes, like, hey, this was a two ounce pour. This was like a one ounce or whatever it was. And then that way, when you go back, you could say, oh, right. I had two ounces of this. I should try a pint. And then you get a pint. But I usually I didn't have to because if I'm at a beer fest, I'm like, okay, obviously these are s- smaller pours. And they're all going to have pictures of the size of the glass. Yeah. That's why I take the picture. But you're still checking it in. All right. Well, yeah. I did find that beer that you guys tried in Washington, the Great Ocean beer. It's called ISO Proxy. Would have or never ISO guessed that. Proxy. <laughs> and it's, yeah, smoothie beer in collaboration with Dank House Brewing. Uh, has coconut, banana, chocolate, and graham cracker. Yep, that's it. Yeah, see, where was when, I? What, that's what when the fuck? you were already at the wedding. No, we were, we were like were waiting in the wedding, yeah. and then that was like right before Josh and I had to go save the wedding and bring yeah. all the ties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, so. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Well, to tie this or to bring this back to Drecker, I would say beyond great notion of the, the breweries I've had, like you know, more than just one or two from. I think Drecker's probably. Mm. either number one or number two for me i would say they're very high up there this is fantastic but but i've mainly only had their sours or smoothie beers i've had a couple of their ipas which i thought were really good i had one of their stouts that was good but it wasn't as good as some other stouts i've had but their smoothie beers specifically are some of the best i've had like by far yeah I'm okay with yeah that great notion and whatever nine oh three whatever the name is. Yep, nine oh three. They're fantastic. Definitely want to try more of them. They're too. so good. Everyone we have from them is like one of the best. For and they sure. shout us out, right? So uh yeah. Yep. That is so, true. Gotta return the favor. Gotta <laughs> gotta keep them going. Well we need more we need supply. Yeah. yeah, yeah our table were cut fun. off. Did you ever figure out your uh your box that's sitting in what is it Michigan <laughs> City yeah no uh we actually went back there though and asked around about it I think it's I think it's just gone I think what? it's my ouch well hopefully someone enjoyed the box of beer I've yeah I'm hopefully, hopefully just didn't go in the trash we need him on the show so yeah give us some reviews <laughs> So <laughs> let, us know how, let, let us know how our beer tasted. Hey, I mean, it's content. All right. It's all a bit anyway. Yeah. If you're listening and you got our box of beer, let us know. 
Leave a comment. Maybe we'll have you on the show. Tell yes. us how it was, please. <laughs> please. You guys ready to get into our main review? Yeah. Our we talked enough review. about beer. We vamped, I almost we finished this enough. one already. So I'm going to need another one soon. <laughs> um, all right. While we're talking Crimes of the Future, Crimes of the Future is written and directed by David Cronenberg. It stars Viggo Mortensen, Leah Seydoux, Christian Stewart, and Scott Speedman. Plot synopsis reads, Humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. Let's take a listen to a clip. Do you think you would ever let me be a part of your show? Uh... Just because I would love to find myself in that Sark module with you at the controls. I would uh, that would definitely fall into that category of new rice. That is where I live. All right, so what did you guys think of Crimes of the Future? So I really wanted to I like this <laughs> movie. More than I did. I love the world that they built. Like he built this amazing world that I just want to know more about. And it's, we only ever see like small sections of it and like just alluding to the bigger world of what we're seeing. And it felt so small, but like they were building so big. And I feel like that was the main problem with most of this movie. It's like so many interesting thread lines and nothing pays off. (laughs) Like by the end of it, everything just didn't pay off. And so it's just just this like beautiful looking emptiness. Before you go any further. Yeah. There is one amazing aspect to the movie. Can anybody guess what it is? The dance sequence with the The ears. That is amazing. I I have in my notes. Not that. (laughs) Um... Oh, well, my favorite thing the surgery about this sex? movie Let's is uh, the fan art poster that was the first image <laughs> I saw, or the first inkling I got of this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, the so fan good. Art poster, and that's I the coolest thing about that. the movie. No, no, no it's yeah, the one we, I, I it's the yeah, one we I shared it into the guys. group. Yeah, and I said I want it. I want it on my wall. I do not remember. It's that. like a like super fifties, sixties, like space race themed. I'll have to look it up. I'll okay, send it down. to you, Kyle. It is it the, the score. Yes. I oh, did love yeah. The score. Howard Shore. Yeah. Howard Shore. Did it is fantastic. Yes. So that that's the thing, too. Like, this movie. It fucks. It looked fucks good. Hard. Like, sounded good. I thought the acting overall was pretty good. Like, there's so much technically that was good about it. And even just the world and everything was so, like, has so much potential. And I just felt like it did not reach that potential. There was a lot I liked about it. I really liked the, the idea of like the evolution of humanity. I really liked how people would fight against them, what that would mean. And then like these storylines of the people, like the mother, right? Or the father, him, like their storyline, the father, especially, I mean, and the mother, honestly, they were both like interesting, but it never paid off. Like just the way that there's their story was folded, like, tied up in the end was just so empty and then that was 
the rest of it. It's just so much potential in this movie. And overall, I did enjoy it because even though I felt kind of empty and like let down by how everything turned out, I still enjoyed the ride. It was really exactly like something that's totally in what I like, but it just didn't get there. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I think I'm a little more forgiving than you are in some aspects. Um, just the overall tone, the, the the attitude of this, like watching this, it had like this grungy, like kind of like a like fuck dirty, you attitude. Gross, like, like, but it was still so like polished. Yes. And like every, like the set design, everything felt like it gave me vibes of like Neon Demon. No, not Neon Demon. Uh, like, um, like Matrix, like hmm. this like 90s, like industrial punk. Rock, it's like, punk yeah, kinda. I get that. It's like, analog futuristic yeah it's like cyberpunk but like similar yeah dirty cyberpunk yeah yeah like it did remind me of, yeah cyberpunk would like be a the dystopian best. blade runner i guess i would yeah i got vibes of um matrix for me but just for some yeah. something about the the grunginess of, of the pods right yep the pods and then like the um the the fir- the scene from when they show the first like art thing and like just the people that were there felt very i mean they were like clicking with like digital cameras yeah that was the weird thing too it's like when did this take place and that's i think that also adds to it futuristic feeling where it's like a future but also from yeah like a 90s future and this is another film that i think we were talking about our premium this is one that gives you some questions i don't think i fully got all of the themes that were presented I think that there's a lot, there's something more to this that I didn't get. I want to dig into it. I just didn't have time um, to dig into this film a little bit, but, and it's ultimately where I, where I ended up. It's going to be on the heavier side of what I rated it. But do you feel like it's the, because, but because in this case for me, it's not that I didn't dig into the themes. It's that the themes just, they, they didn't go anywhere else. Like they, they built them, but then they just, that was it. Um, I think there's some through line. I mean, the whole idea of I like, felt like multiple line, like lines at the end got just ended. Is, yeah. Like, it's just a commentary on like kind of today's society of like, he's saying surgery is new sex. You know, people all have these fake lips like is plastic surgery. People's answer to, to make them feel better. And like, is that what he's going for here? Or is it something completely different that I just didn't grasp completely? Um, like the whole like tattoos on the thing and the organs. I just feel like there was something that I just didn't completely get that he was doing. And I want to kind of dig into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the score itself was amazing. I was, I was looking up, I was like, this sounds familiar and, but not familiar enough. And there was just like, like this reminds me of hobbits. <laughs> yeah. Is this Lord of the Rings? Um, no, but it was like, it was Howard Shore, but like, pretty pretty far departure from what we're used to and mm-hmm. like he had these like synth wave you know like industrial guttural sounds that di- like you you hear howard shore and you think like light whimsical you know fantasy driven movies where this was completely opposite of that this was not light grungy, or whimsical at all dark, it's grounded punk. grungy dirty um and ultimately kind of fucked up you know <laughs> the overall but um 
Yeah, I didn't like I said, I didn't really get what it was saying, and I think there is something that I missed. And yeah, so that's kind of where I ultimately ended up. But yeah. Well, I uh think I'm probably closer to Josh here. I'm in a similar boat. I think I loved the uh look of everything. I love how like it's shot, filmed, um, production and set design is amazing. Um Score is amazing. A lot of technical technical aspects are just really good here. Even like the a lot of the either effects or practical effects of everything was the weird well done organic yeah, just, technology. Yeah, um, I mean you could tell like I think it was practical. Like the, like it was the chairs and the beds. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was practical. It was yeah, practical because yeah. they make it. Yeah, they make it look that way. Um, as far as like the themes and stuff go, yeah, I was definitely left with a lot of questions and, um, I kind of was playing catch up with the movie a lot of times. Like, I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? And then like, it'll be like revealed. And then I'm like, okay, well, then that makes a lot of other things make sense. Um, so I think this is definitely going to go or make more sense on a rewatch. I don't know if it'll go up necessarily, but rewatching it, knowing what's going to happen and being able to just pay more attention to maybe some of the themes and stuff rather than trying to figure out what the plot is, what's happening in the plot will help the movie. Cause in my opinion, there's a lot of different things. Like there is a lot to unpack here. I'm not going to try to unpack all of that right now. It's just too much. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, to your <laughs> credit, there's the stuff about, um, Oh, fuck. What was the one thing? That was the main theme you said. The main theme, like... Surgery is the new sex? sex? Surgery, yep. Like, cosmetic surgery. Um, there's a there's a huge through line of, like, art and, like, what... Like, the like uh, like what's the purpose of it in real art. like, performance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff with that. Human evolution. Um, environmental issues in here. Like, there's so much going on thematically that... I feel like it's definitely going to take either a lot of research or multiple rewatches to get all of that. And maybe you'll be able to tell or pick and choose what works and what doesn't work. Cause I think Jacob's right also where some of those things don't pay off, but I think some of it is just like not being able to grasp it on a first watch. Coats. <clears throat> My turn. Yep. Yeah. Your turn. So yeah, I think I'm probably more in line with, Jacob, maybe, maybe the most negative, but it's not, I don't know. It's not even that I really have a problem with it. It's just that I didn't really get much out of it. Like I like the ideas it presents, but like, yeah, I don't know if it really, they fully went anywhere or if I just like didn't grasp where it was trying to go. Um, but yeah, I guess on that aspect, I didn't really like the movie. Um, I thought some of the performances were good and I liked some of the world building, but like, I don't know, the last like three or four Cronenberg movies have just been like too cold and too out there for me to really like get on board with. And I think this dude needs to retire. But, um, <laughs> Kyle, let, his, let his son take over. Kyle, it's, oh yeah, definitely. It's funny you mention the score because when the, the first like the title card pops up or like the you know first images of the movie 
mm-hmm. with the score, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be dope. <laughs> then the movie yeah, plays the, out. The titles and I'm just like, are amazing. Okay. Yeah. And then the end credits pop up with the score again. I'm just like, man, I wish that movie was <laughs> was better because I love the like intro and outro, but like the guts I just I don't know, I wasn't really into. And like I've had a a few like stronger like negative reactions this year to movies that are like by auteur filmmakers or are being like praised higher than they are and so like i'm having a hard time figuring out where i'm landing on this one because like it doesn't have as many like issues in my opinion as like x or men and so in that regard i want to rate it higher but thinking back to those movies in particular i think those are better movies than crimes of the future but like i want to give crimes of the future a higher score than i gave those movies for whatever reason that's that cronenberg baby interesting (laughs) well it's cronenberg effect it is interesting the fact that you said the last few movies that he's made have been duds and that he should retire but this is his first movie in eight years i mean that's kind of crazy I did not itself. Did not put his that last, together. But yeah, his um, last full movie was Maps to the Stars in 2014. Maps to the Stars so the and the Stars Banger. are not great movies. Cosmopolis is not great. No. I've watched them both twice, that, like hoping and wanting to like them, but <laughs> I just yeah. can't for whatever reason. Um, but speaking of Cronenberg and Crimes of the Future, mm-hmm. Long Live the New Flesh. Leah to do Ooh, I'm in. Yeah, baby. I'm in. <laughs> some uh yeah some good uh i am in on that flash <laughs> some good shots there Got I'm some, gonna come. you know there was some bush in there so travis is all in <laughs> oh yeah well it wasn't it wasn't fran yeah but she needed to be like 30 years older yeah but. she was like 50 60 <laughs> oh baby <laughs> so yeah uh maybe a rewatch would do more for me but on first glance, I was not the biggest fan of the movie, but maybe it's just because I'm stupid. I don't know. So, Travis, you didn't like A Dangerous Method or Eastern Promises? I haven't seen A Dangerous Method, but I do like Eastern Promises. So those are within the last four movies of his. I think I'm specifically talking mm-hmm. about Maps to the Stars and Cosmopolis. Okay, so it's most there's two most recent, gotcha. Yeah. Three, including this. And he had History of Violence that Mm -hmm. came out not that long ago. History of Violence is a banger. So you want 2000s Cronenberg? No, not necessarily. He's had a very very weird and varied career. Because yes. I think yeah, I'd say he's he's like a roller coaster kind of like he's got like bangers in a row and then he's got like nothing. And because he like has this like his like early low budget horror films that I think do ultimately work even though they are super low budget. Uh, I like what they're going for and just the the like indie nature of them. Then he goes mm-hmm. like on his body horror stint, um, and. I've seen, I think, most of those, and I like them to varying degrees. I do fly. The fly is probably my favorite of his, but that's also probably his most accessible movie. It's like his most mainstream, but still kind of dealing with that like body horror aspect of his movies. Um, and then yeah, I like History of Violence 
quite a bit. But that's more of that's I wouldn't say it's straightforward necessarily, but it's not like dealing with body horror at all. Yeah, it's also accessible as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be uh seeing we'll be bringing up Cronenberg not in not too long. Oh, really? Oh, okay. He'll be revisited. Can't wait. Which ones though? Yeah, I'm curious about the line. I already said it. Um, Yeah, we'll have to retread that ground. But uh, yeah, if that's uh, if that's it for general thoughts, we can get into the meat of this. And I think there's a lot to discuss. I don't I don't know how much how deep we'll be able to go into it, but I'm sure it'll involve some spoilers along the way. So yeah, uh, spoilers for Crimes of the Future starting now. Um. I don't know, like I feel like this movie kind of leaves a lot of questions. That yeah. Or like, what do you, what should we get into first? I mean, I can start with some of the thread lines. I feel like ended kind of abruptly. Okay. I was, I mean, I hinted at it with the like mother, right, who killed the son. So that was like a big part, right? But then, like, where the ultimately lead. Like, where did she ultimately lead? Like, I was kind of really interested in her motives and, but, and they kind of touched on it, but then it was just kind of, well, she says that he's inhuman. So like, yeah, but why does that matter so much? Because she didn't even want the baby, right? Didn't, didn't he like, wasn't it his reason that she even had the baby in the first place? He wanted the baby. I know. But, and she said, I didn't even want it. And then it ended up yeah, being but like just because you don't want it doesn't mean you suffocate the kid. To yeah, but then it ended up being, being like, inhuman because he was definitely like older. Yeah, yeah. So but why she, wait that long? She was trying. I think it was like she, like when you first see her, she's like by the time it reaches that point, she's hit her breaking point. She's exhausted. But I thought she did it because well, I don't think uh, she, like it was yeah, an I don't think action thing, against the father. I don't think her saying like I didn't even want it or that was like in regards to like having a kid it was probably after she knew about his like plastic eating yeah him being different but even then it's like why does that matter so much but it's never we never really get that and it has to do with like the new like a new race of people like they can eat synthetic yeah so then we get into that where like the father he's kind of like the leader of this group Mm -hmm. of People who are changing their organs in order to be able to digest plastic, right? Because I don't like think the, they're changing it. I think they have the organ that. No, can eat. he had no. surgery. They're, yeah, oh. he was the only one that was his, naturally born was the son, but he wasn't. He was though. No, they, they said somebody. He no, somebody went in. Oh, yeah, and there's changed two his organs. Twists. Yeah, somebody went in and changed his organs. So he was so excited to have his kid operate on because he was excited to see when it happened that the kid had natural organs, everyone would be like, whoa, we finally hit the next evolution of humanity. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can eat plastic. But then they were all tattooed and stuff. Yeah, and but then, the inside person got to him and did that. To yeah. The yeah, I remember now. Yeah. yeah. So then it was like, okay, and I wanted no more. I love, I, I love the double. That, yeah. At the end, I love the ending. I wanted more about his story then because now he's like, he's was this character that they kept showing throughout the entire film, but like he <laughs> never said anything but then he finally gets his moment and he's just like drilled in the head and killed and it's just like okay but like 
what I wanted to know more about his story. We see him eating the purple thing throughout it's multiple. It's pronounced history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. I like that. But <laughs> it's all about timing. Yeah. It was just like, then it just kind of fell flat for me. It was like, it just ended like the mother story ended, like the kid story ended. Now we're getting into these really interesting concepts about like, why did those people, whoever Viggo Morrison is working with, why did they do that? And we don't know that either. That's never. And like, it's not like they're well, left they open. did that. They, they're in charge of like, they're trying to prevent. I don't, they're like the, uh, the radicals, like the prosecutors, and they're yeah. trying to like prevent that from happening for They're whatever trying, reason. Yeah, but see, forever reason. And I feel like <laughs> even if you rewatch it, that's not explained. It's uh, just, maybe not. I, it's not. It, it, it's just like there's so many. This one doesn't leave a lot to interpretation. I feel like it does have like this concrete set in stone thing that just ends. So like it's just more. I want to know. I want a sequel. I want to know more of this world that has such the an world amazing, incredible, yeah, like interesting thing. But we never get to see it. Yeah, and we, I mean, he, you know, this is never getting any more. So then it's just like, I feel like so much of this is a missed opportunity. And yeah, we haven't even dove into yeah, Kristen Yeah, and then Stewart's you character. get in, yeah, get into her. And then why is she like that? And I actually was interested in what you guys said. I didn't take uh, surgery's new sex as in like cosmetic surgery is more popular today. I took it as like in this world where humans can no longer feel pain and such that uh, like since humanity is like the world's ending we can't like this is this right after climate change and everything has happened and now all of a sudden humanity can't feel like there's these new things i mean even in real life because like men are becoming more and more infertile and it's like things we're trying to figure out like why is that happening and then it's like i just took this as like that right so you can't feel anymore so if you can't feel like sex is not going to mean anything. And so what do you do to replace that? You need that like drive for evolution because the entire thing with evolution is natural selection. It's, you know, moving forward, biological set, you know, creating, spreading your seed into the future and creating future generations. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. So like that is the whole biological evolution destiny. Right. So if that's all gone and you don't really need that or care about that anymore then what is what gives you that drive to go on or even continue the species and they're like oh yeah surgery is new sex you need like that next step and then that surgery no longer sex is causing the evolution of humanity through natural selection but artificial selection and surgery and new these new organ stuff is going to be the next step so this is basically just the island uh, yeah (laughs) <laughs> like that's the next step of evolution so that's what i took it as it wasn't like cosmetic surgery on today it was more like if We're you not lose that biological yeah literally the new form like, of reproduction yes like then because they're like constantly better. searching for the next step in evolution that's what they keep talking about bump right there yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> instant bump because like they did surgery like the new liberals right the progressives of their time did surgery and they passed on that to a kid and that's why it was such a big deal so it wasn't that like surgery is just like cosmetic surgery is new sex it's like no literally 
the next step of evolution is surgery and changing humanity into some the next step. Mm-hmm. So, which is interesting, but it's just like all of that was this stuff that like it's alluding to, but then it just like boom, you never get to hear more or see more about it. Well, there's more than just that angle. There is like the very literal base level of surgeries to do sex, right? She, like, when he gets the procedure of like the zipper, like she fucking eats him out like from the inside and like that's like it's like a sexual act and they're laying in bed together just getting cut yeah but yeah that and then everything with christian stewart like every time she watches it she's like fucking turned on but i thought that was just i thought that was just symbolism could be but i'm saying like i think there's more than one thing i think there's a very literal like just interpretation to it maybe it's both yeah that's our bump huge (laughs) it's gotta be both yeah huge yeah, there's too much in the movie to be like for it to only be one. I mean, they do like there's so much talk about like yeah. this tying sex and the all of like all of the operational stuff together to but Josh, I'm yeah. surprised we're not you're not taking the stance of uh, weird for weird's sake for this one. I don't I think this was effective in that. I don't think it was weird for weird's sake in this. I think it was a little weird for weird's sake. I think they <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What aspect the cha- the eating chairs? You didn't like that. The eating chairs. Um. Yeah, the chairs that help you eat. Yeah. Oh. That. I mean, the guy with the ears. The. Um, yeah, but that was. But they like, they, they explained that. Yeah, yeah they explained that, that very yeah. well. They were like, they yeah, he's. They're, they're like they're, like, they're not they're even not operating. Yeah, they pointed out. Yeah, yeah that. Exactly. Yeah, but just I, I the image notes. itself is a little weird for weird's sake. Yeah, but I mean, I think it makes sense. It makes sense in this world. Yeah, if they just showed him doing that and then. Nothing and, else. Than it and maybe. just some of the um the tech, I just feel like it was a little like felt like that, the alien. The like the weird organic yeah. technology, like what that was just for look, right? Yeah, but it fit in the design of yeah, everything it else. Was just like created they the built, world, but that yeah, was definitely just to be built. weird for weird sake. Sure. Was, but yeah. I mean, yeah, are you gonna like look at it as like pro- oh, like, oh, that's definitely what the future's gonna look like? That's so practical. No. No. But yeah, this in is the world Kubrick. that they're going, it's Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants you to be grossed out. Predicting yeah. the future, we're making our own future. Yeah, I think all of the like, because technology would never go into that. But I just felt like that was about building this world, not necessarily our world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like all of the art show stuff and like the world that they get into there and just how they i guess they talk about it and they they portray it and like the things that they do like they're always talking about stepping up their you know their game and stuff and then they talk about who's the artist is it is it vigo mortensen's character or is it like because she's yeah that's like it was interesting the whole like yeah the whole tattoo angle is Mm -hmm. dope who did it better Crimes of the Future or Velvet Buzzsaw? Crimes of the Future. Crimes of the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw was a dud. It was cut. I remember it being mid AF, but yeah, I also kind of remember being positive on it, so I need to rewatch it. Yeah, that's like a three. Oh, I think I gave it like a two and a half, <laughs> but I could go up to three. Anyway, I think I might have uh, probably gave it like my initial was probably two and a half, three. That's your boy too. You that's your boy. No, it's Danny your boy. Gilroy? That's my boy. I'll take, I'll Isn't that Danny Gilroy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Danny Gilroy. 
Nightcrawler is great. I've only seen Nightcrawler once. I can't. I don't. I don't remember anything about it. Honestly, I had a it. spiritual experience in the theater when I saw Nightcrawler. I just rewatched it. What a couple months ago? Uh, yeah, it was. Banger. Well, a couple months. Travis's yeah. time or yeah. the actual time? So like a year. <laughs> if it was ago, Travis's <laughs> time, it was like yeah. before the show even started. Yeah. <laughs> a couple months ago. Um, right, you got some more notes to go over there. No, I was just. I wrote Kyle. Kyle's favorite scene is a dancing scene. Oh, it was a great scene. It was yeah, a great but scene. But the one uh, that I did like the the um, attitude when I was referring to was when they first showed that Sark unit or whatever that he was in. Mm-hmm. And it like just panned up from the bottom. And it was like. Yeah. It was like super also, matrix the two industrial. girls who were like the technicians, like I don't really get them. They were just like loving yeah, but Technology. then they're the ones who drilled into his head. Yeah, that Home you didn't wise. get them. Were they part what? of like that secret society that was trying to end the radicals? Yeah, I think so. Well, they were. They also killed were... that random doctor too, who they're like, he's like, I was eating right now. They're like, perfect timing. <laughs> like uh, so yeah. much happened at that part, and I'm just like, when? Like, there's what? I. I will admit it is a little hard to recall because of the fact that I was like trying to keep up with the plot yeah. that I feel like some of that stuff's hard to recall. Like the main stuff that stuck in my head is not the plot. It's like the themes and imagery. Yeah. So Which I love. But. Yeah. And that's why, again, I think this would go up on a rewatch or at least would be solidified on a rewatch. 100%. Because overall, I liked it. I, I will say. Yeah. Didn't love it. Mm-hmm. No. Potential no. top 10 entry. Uh, this could be a force feeder into the top 10 really of the year it could be I yeah. can see that for you specifically yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for you and only you and those, no one else yeah, those images I could get know? I could jump I could jump pretty high I feel like Josh okay. is uh, creating the narrative for his next premium yeah building it now <laughs> smart man <laughs> Okay, did you have any other, I don't know, questions, spoilers, things like that? I got nothing. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I said a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is, um, it's hard to talk about because, like I said, it's. I think it's hard to recall, um, but it does have a lot of things in it that it's trying to pack in. A lot of themes, a lot of questions. Do for rewatch. Kind of wish I bought it, but rented it instead. I so. almost did, too, because there's not that much more money to buy it. Yeah. It's for like $14.99 or like five dollars a line it's like ten dollars a line but maybe uh before the end of the year if there's a sale yeah pop on it all right well let's rate it out of five stars it should maybe hit hulu if they still have the same deal with neon oh yeah it is neon that's true that is true it probably is very soon i would guess well cool all right rewatch then all right ratings out of five stars what are you saying i'm gonna give it a three i'm gonna give it a four i am a three and a half for the sake of being interesting, I'm going to go 2.5. <laughs> Different ratings literally from everybody. Look at that. Cool. All right, let's get into some nano reviews. I don't think we have anything, but Travis has a couple new releases that I think you want to talk about. You guys don't have anything, literally? No. Yeah. Um, I watched six I watched, week. Yep, it's <laughs> like been two. Co- it's been Kubrick and... Um, Crimes. Watched, Crimes, that's it. Yeah, Edge of the World. It's a documentary, but it was an episode of a documentary, so I don't consider that an actual documentary. 
yeah, right. I didn't even have time to finish um, the rehearsal, which has, I hiked up last week. So got to oh, do that. Homeboy. Yeah. Oh, it's been popping I, up all I over didn't tell Twitter you that. I started that too. I'm oh, you started far. it? Yeah, I'm pretty far into it. So it is, well, it's finished it's airing though, right? Yeah, it just finished uh, this Friday. I had it when that guy left. He went to the like fair and then he, the guy just disappeared. What? Went to the fair? Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> the one guy who wanted the inheritance. Oh, yeah. And he just yes. disappeared. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. just past that episode. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, actually, Matt talked about the rehearsal on our last regular episode. I don't know if it's been published yet or not, but um, mm-hmm. between Kyle and Matt, I'm definitely intrigued. But Matt made it sound like it wouldn't finish Arian until after I was back from Italy, but it sounds like he was wrong. Maybe this yeah, is there's only, only, there's only six episodes on the oh. way to Italy. Huge. I mean, it would be a good plane watch. All right, so yeah, there's only six episodes, and it's. I think this is the finale. I think Matt was just wrong. He uh, probably thought know. there was like ten episodes or something. Okay, there's <laughs> <Yeah>. only six. <laughs> All right, so I'm doing my two new releases, and then we're wrapping her up. Yes, sir. Sure are. All right, so I will start with Elvis. Saw this on Friday night with Chelsea, directed by the legendary Laz Berman. Your boy. Inside joke from my show. <laughs> Love inside jokes. <laughs> and uh, overall, I was a fan of it. It is definitely too long. Uh, the time, like w- once we get to the like Vegas portion of Elvis, it was just like, all right, dude, wrap her up. We shut her down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a very like showy movie, and I think that's kind of par for the course for Baz Luhrmann. Um, he's a very like showy and eccentric director. And uh, yeah, this one in particular, it's kind of follows the same trajectory as like a normal music biopic. And it really doesn't go that deep into the story of Elvis. So I think in that regard, it's lacking a bit. And then just, yeah, the runtime just didn't help because it just it just felt sort of samey after a while um but there are some great sequences and um i do ultimately like like the look of it and the way it was directed even though it is a bit showy at times uh austin butler is a hunk and um definitely does the job of carrying the movie uh, Tom Hanks is exactly what he is in the trailer. If you've seen the trailer, I don't corny, really... and cartoonish. Yeah, very cartoonish. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't really have much else to say about it, but um, I did ultimately like it. I think I don't really know the reception of this, but um, just like talking with my brother, he was saying that. He wasn't necessarily interested in it because of, like, the initial backlash it got of, like, Elvis stealing black people's music and all that. I don't really, I didn't really buy into that or care about all that. Like, to me, it just seems like he grew up with, like, black people. And so, and he was, like, influenced by them. And then he, like, 
yeah, I guess he made a career out of it, but I don't, I don't think it was like out of spite or like disingenuous. Like he was just kind of like an icon and like one of a kind and like breaking boundaries. And that was more his arc than just like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make a name out of myself out of black people's music. Like that just seems like a shallow read of Elvis. Yeah. Like his intention was never to steal it. That's just, he was making music and obviously you work off of your influences. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that's what you're into, then that's what you're going to, you know, if anything, I feel like he should be like praised for it because I feel like he broke down some like boundaries that brought it into mainstream. Maybe wouldn't have been broke down then, or you know, might have taken longer to break down some of those barriers. But yeah, I think he actually helped like pave the way for some of that music and some of those artists. This is all like speculation from me watching the film, but <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. That, I yeah. I guess I just didn't take that away from the movie but yeah i would say it's definitely too long but um worth a watch if you're interested in like elvis and his music and like a uh a wikipedia version of his career (laughs) was it better than bohemian rhapsody or whatever i like bohemian rhapsody quite a bit so you're probably asking the wrong person because i did not like that movie i liked it quite a bit so maybe i'll hate this one (laughs) Holy shit, I didn't even realize that Kelvin Harrison was B.B. King in this movie. What a chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> what a chameleon. I mean, I remember B.B. King in the movie. He has a, a decent role, but like, I guess I just didn't connect that that was Kelvin Harrison. It's kind of embarrassing. Just saw him here in the cast list. Our boy. Yeah. Yeah. Feature Oscar. Worth nice. mentioning. All right, so the the main movie I wanted to talk about was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, yeah, let's hear about it. This yeah, I'm interested in this a lot. is a frontrunner for best movie of the year for me. It's uh, between this and The Northman right now, battling it out. Wow. Uh, f- first 20 minutes or so, I was thinking this is not going to be movie of the year. <laughs> but uh once it picks up steam i was fully in and run time end, is delicious by the end i absolutely loved it i uh, love the social commentary of it i'm gonna probably be pretty brief or surface level with a lot of this stuff because i don't want to spoil anything for you guys i'm gonna watch this for sure um i thought the chemistry between all the Actors was really good, and just the acting in general. Uh, it's very entertaining. It has a few very funny moments. There's one moment that like breaks the tension that I just like busted out laughing in the theater. Um, so I thought it had some great comedic moments. Uh, love the use of music and the score in this as well. <coughs> Scored by Disaster Piece, who was... Um, Marcella show she was on we just did that show we just did that episode yep but I think they got their big break when they scored it follows right yeah yeah banger yes um yeah I love the way it looked um there's some pretty artful shots and just like the use of color and a lot of the movies in the dark because I don't know if you guys I'm assuming you guys know the premise of this movie Kinda. Isn't like a classic whodunit? 
no, it, I heard it, it's like a twist on like a <laughs> like a murder mystery kind it's of. It's like a modern day, yeah, like Agatha Christie story. But um, so yeah, a classic whodunit. But um, the basic gist of it is these these kids are. I guess they're like in their twenties. So a group of twenty somethings meet at this like mansion, some one of their like wealthy friends' house or parents' house or whatever. They meet for like a hurricane party. I guess that's a thing where hurricanes occur. I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so they're dealing with the hurricane, the power goes out, they want to play this game called Bodies, 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 which is like a play on what it reminded me most of is the game Among Us, you know, the like oh, yeah, yeah. video game where, or so I think it's also similar to Werewolf. Basically, it's like or a murder two. mystery like style <laughs> game though. Like someone is assigned to be the killer and then the way you kill people is you tap them on the shoulder and then who, if someone finds a body, they have to like report it and then you like play the game For of God, who the killer is. Who's the killer? So yeah, for me, my experience with that kind of stuff is Among Us and then I guess, yeah, the like murder mystery movies I've seen. Um, but yeah, there's it kind of goes a bit further than that, like the game, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I love the social commentary of it. I think that was the like the revelatory. It, was it like Bells, Bourbons, and Bullets? <laughs> huh? Bells, bourbon, and bullets. I have no idea what you're talking about. Get real. There's been a murder. Oh, is this an office thing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Did I tell you guys I'm rewatching The Office with Chelsea? I just rewatched it too. Nice. I don't think you said that, but. <laughs> I just watched the episode where <laughs> uh, they're doing, well, they're, they're dealing with. Um, the warehouse and they go down to the warehouse and try and like emulate the warehouse workers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> tries to, or don't try to form a union. Yeah. And Michael is not colorblind. <laughs> He's yeah. like, he goes, I'm colorblind. <laughs> yeah. That's where they go. Where they want to form a union. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Loved it. Pretty much everything about it. I'm sure there's some little things you could nitpick, but for what it's going for and just how entertaining it was and like the performances and everything, absolutely loved it. Huge. Can't wait to check it out. Now, is this like another overrated A24 movie like Zola from Travis or is this like an actual thing? <laughs> Well, yeah, you'll probably think it's overrated based on <laughs> what you just well, said, I mean, but no, no, no. I'm going into it with no expectations at all. Other than that, you gave it a five star. That's it. Uh, if you're asking me if this movie is better <laughs> than Zola, yeah, what? Say, yeah, sure. Compared to Zola, what do you think? Yeah, I'll say this is better. I mean, I think it has more to okay. say and is has like a stronger ending. The, I did like Zola though. I think. You guys agree with me that the weakest thing apart Zola is the ending. By far. Yes. Because <laughs> it just kind of ends. Yeah. But Speaking of A24, yeah, 10 year anniversary today. For A24. Today? I thought yeah. it was yesterday. Or yesterday? Yeah. Either way. One of the days. I, this I, don't, I don't know if I touched on it, but I do love the ending of this movie. I thought it was perfect. 
and like there's a moment like right before the ending where I'm just like, what are we doing? And then the ending happens and you're like, oh, you're like, oh. banger. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> well, but still this weekend. Love a good ending. So can't wait. Love a happy ending. The good kind. <laughs> All right. Is that it for you, Travis? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I think that wraps up the show because we don't have anything else. No. And let's see. Next. Are we interested in the invitation? Because <laughs> that's the only thing that's coming out next weekend. Is it really? No way. There's the Samaritan, which is... Well, we could do Bodies, Solos. Bodies, Bodies. You said it's playing in Jackson. Yeah, it, it is. is. And so it's still playing at Wednesday. I looked. If there is nothing else out, then why not that? You yeah, guys I should definitely do that. Too bad I'll be in Italy, or else I would uh, join you guys for the next. <laughs> well, episode. we got your thoughts here, so we we'll can get a. Uh, we'll just record on an off night. We'll get you to give this little <laughs> twenty minute. Oh, is three thousand years of longing opening wide? Never heard of her. It's the new fucking George Miller movie. Oh, really? Huge. Wait, Huge. what? Three thousand years longing. Yeah, come on. You didn't know this? No, I thought we were <laughs> get with it. I thought we were doing Furios. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's already completed this. It has fucking um, Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton in it. It's just Elba is in Beast, too. Same same release date? Or a week mm-hmm. apart? Whoa. What is going on with his ears? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like fantasy. I don't really know what it's about, but it looks weird and Interesting. Great. intriguing. Really? But, he um, went for this when he could have made... <laughs> Happy Feet 3? <laughs> Didn't he pick a exactly. second one? Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> Jesus. No, this says, well, this is MGM, so could be coming to Prime soon. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if this is opening wide. I'm just saying that's that's what I'm interested in, at least for next week. But um, if Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is wide, we can say that is for sure. And then we'll maybe this, yeah. It's a bit hard to beat. Yeah, we, well, yeah, because you can see bodies, bodies, bodies anytime this week yeah. and then that. But we'll see. We'll say bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, just, just that for now. Might tack something else on. So he decided to make a movie for everyone with Fury Road, and then decided to make a movie for no one with, <laughs> with this. Years of hey, walking. you don't know. You do not know what it's. <laughs> I don't know. for yet? I'm no, I think it's weird. Looking at it, it's uh. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Offbeat. Okay, let's shut her down. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. Next week, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those. That's JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. Find me on those platforms at Travis Paul, P-A-U-L. And if you want to hear more of me podcasting outside of this show, you can check out Cinephiles Digest on all platforms, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As far as I know. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.